I'm Steve. And I'm Kelly. And this is Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day the Other Way, Season 4, Episode 10, One Hand Does Not Clap. I understand that we are a relationship-style podcast. Mm -hmm. We deal with couples and relationships, and I think married for 28 years, we can kind of, we come from an area of that's what we know best. Mm -hmm. I can tell you this. I have seen, maybe, the most disgusting drink ever created. <laughs> well, was it a drink or was it so, food? Well, I so it was I thought it was a soup, right? So there's yeah. a Mediterranean soup that is chickpeas and lemon and onions. But that's not what this was. This was straight chickpeas in a lemon. Lemony broth. Yes, this wasn't a soup. Well, that it, broth is a soup. Well, I get it. You can call it what you want. This came but out in a she cup. She drank it through a straw. Yeah. That was disgusting. So I would think the chickpea would get in the way. We find out the chickpeas. They ate it with a spoon. That they float. So Ew. that's something. This was disgusting. <laughs> I thought you were going to hurl. So there's rules that we have in this house. Yeah. There the aren't many. The first one you gave me when we got married yeah, was we, no chickpeas. You've disguised them in red pepper hummus. And I can handle that, right? Yeah. That can happen in the house, and I don't revolt. But if this thing ever appeared, you've eaten a chickpea. Not, They're on your not list. Not whole, but one time when I was doing Pink Method nutrition plan, is, I had to that's make... That's a beach body thing? No. No, pink no, is different. It was its own thing. It was on Dr. Phil way back, mm. back in the day, about the time I was turning 40. It was a big, all the rage thing at the time. It's 11 Chick years from ago. California, hmm. blonde. Anyway, um, good program, by the way. Lost a lot of weight. Was the fittest I've ever been in my life for two years. Anyway. Till you blew up. Not um, blew well, up size-wise. No, my, my you, mom had a stroke. Yeah. and Your you shoulder. Know, I got off my plan. It was one thing after another. Now your shoulder, you can't do that. It's, when I say you blew up, yeah, it makes it, it sound like my you, body look, exploded. you look like Rishi does now. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But on that plan, uh, everything was whole foods, natural, everything made from scratch. And I totally lived it. I ate everything I was supposed to eat and nothing else, not even a bite. I could go to a birthday party and not even partake at all. Go to a potluck, take my own food kind of mm. thing for two years. Mm. Felt great. One of the things I was supposed to make was my own hummus. So I did buy chickpeas in a can one time. Blended them up in the blender, added like olive oil and whatever. But it was plain hummus and it was disgusting. Sure. We did not eat it. You've got to put something I, I in I think it. We, we, we tried it, but we all went, not again. I think they look like little testicles. They do. I do, however, like <laughs> oh, red pepper you're hummus. Supposed to, you're supposed to disagree. So do our children. Yes, that's it. That's you're not opinion. supposed to agree with their appearance of being like testicles. Yeah, they do kind of. I don't even know where they come from. I think they're the devil's food. Yeah. But the thought that she would sit and drink this. One, just a lemon drink is tough. Gross. Yeah, we're not lemon people. A at lemon all. broth. When I have any kind of nutrition plan with lemon, anything on it, I delete the lemon. My thought <laughs> is that you would have these are like little squirrel testicles, <laughs> and you've sprayed them with pledge, <laughs> and then you're forced to eat them. 
This is what I think and this would taste their like. Liquid. Not only would you do this, but you'd have to do it on a busy highway. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> what they this? literally pulled over on the shoulder with cars zooming by, blowing their hair in the wind to eat this disgusting drink slash soup on the side of the road so, while breathing in carbon monoxide. What kind of gruel do they have her eating that this would excite her? Yeah. Oh, this is great. I cannot. This was a treat. She was excited that he thought enough to take her here. That I would be able to sit on the highway. This is like... 75 through Atlanta is what it looks like. There's eight <laughs> lanes storming through. Their hair is blowing away. If this was a wig, which I thought it was initially, but it would not have survived the the highway picnic table yeah. that they were on. Wow. Kelly, this is a highway. Yeah, this is crazy. They're sitting. They said it was on the side of an overpass. They. This is a big country. <laughs> I think they have more room than this. This is not a park. You're on the highway. You are. Whose idea was this? Let's just put a food truck here on the side of the interstate and have people stop in this speeding traffic, pull over, and sit and dine on disgusting gruel. (laughs) Yeah, you think like this. This is the only place you could get like a cheeseburger in in the whole country, then maybe this would be, okay, I'm going to have to sit through this and dodge traffic. In order to have a in order to have this, But it's yeah. it's this thing. It's it's lemon squirrel testicles that you're having to eat. They're floating in here, Kelly. Yeah, it looked pretty gross. I, mean, I tried not to watch too closely because they were really chowing down on this stuff. <laughs> <sighs> I just don't get it. I could hear... The moans of disgust coming from you in the next like I room. I couldn't believe it. Like, this isn't real. People don't really do this. You know, you always say whenever there's something healthy that you think is gross, you always say people don't actually like this. They're just pretending. <laughs> you well, say that every same. time. And so you're watching this, and I know the whole time you're thinking to yourself, this is disgusting, and they know it. They're just pretending. You you can't like this. (laughs) I told you I had that whole exchange with the guy at work in Virginia. And he said he loved hummus. And I said, let me see it. And I said, that's red pepper hummus. It's the same. It's about the same period. It's this time where you're going through your pink method. Uh Uh-huh. I said, it's not hummus. That's red pepper hummus. Well, it's hummus. He said, no, it's not. It's red pepper hummus. There's a difference between hummus and red pepper Well, it's still the same hummus, but it has red pepper swirled into it. It, which said, changes the flavor entirely. Let me just stick my testicle in your mouth, right? This is what it probably <laughs> tastes like, right? That's this is disgusting. nasty. I'm just saying it's nasty. So why – I don't get it. With something that is obviously nasty, it's not like we all – some of us agree, some of us disagree. I, I, feel like mo- I feel like most people would agree between plain hummus and red pepper hummus sure. only because if you go to like Aldi where they get everything they sell – in the refrigerated department is there's multiple flavors in the same box. Right. Same thing with dry goods. They have one box on display. It'll have two or three different varieties of the same thing sure. in the box. So with their hummus that they sell. Ah, I bet you I know where this is going. They have regular hummus. Sure. And then they have red pepper hummus. And sometimes there's some other flavor. I forget. Check. Like oil and whatever. The sell-by date. Well, here's what happens. 
Every time I sure. go to get red pepper hummus, they're sold out. Sure. The box is full of nothing but plain hummus. They're throwing that this stuff away. tells me that everybody prefers red pepper hummus. Right. Because the plain hummus is what's always left. Yeah. The flavors, whatever they are, are always gone, but red pepper is the first one to go. Yeah. So, That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. Right. So that's all I'm saying. That's it. Now, from this whole show, this was the most important topic we both came out with. <laughs> we had to you know, discuss last this. Week, last week, we were deep in thought. We had um, uh, conjecture about um, the conversation with Mahmoud's brother. Yeah, that was really good. A, a religious discussion. We're very deep. This week, it's hummus. I hollered out. Oh, we're talking about this. And you said, oh, yes, first topic right out the gate. I'm like, what in the world? The poor girl, this is all she's got. She meets a friend. Yeah. This is, we can tell right off the bat, this is bad news. And, yeah. and obviously, I would assume a plant from production. production. But that's it's a good plant because, it, one, it makes for good TV. And, and I, I think the discussion between Mahmoud and her it's pretty good. It's real. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of 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 religious discussion here back and forth. Well, right? here's the thing. Whatever your religious beliefs are, whatever convicts you, you have to stand prepared to defend your beliefs because pretty much all religions are documented. Well, they they tell you that it's your mission to spread the word to others who don't Regardless know. of the religion. Right. So everybody who's religious has the mission to spread that truth to other people. And so regardless of your beliefs, whatever you're convicted on, you have to be prepared to defend your position because if you're going to convince somebody else, you have to show them why. Hmm. And so I thought this was a very good discussion because she really called him out and asked him some pointed questions that he about why he believed hmm. that this was what was required. She said, is it in the Quran? Does it say is you it? have to cover your head? Does it say you have to sweat inside this vile outfit? Sure. You know, and he could he, not he could answer. Not, he could not say that was the case. He just said that that was the rule. And he accepted the rules. What? Well, where did well, the rule come from? And this did is, man make this rule, or is this in your holy book? And this is common, right, throughout right. religion between rules that are made by man or right. rules that are made by what whatever document you refer to in your religion. Right. And I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong here. Yeah, we're surely not. I'm experts. just saying that. Whatever you believe, you need to be able to show why you believe it. Prove it. Prove that it's true. Now, there's a measure of faith involved on the foundation of all religion. But the things that you go, you can do this, you can't do that. Yes. You have to show why. Who decided that? And it appears that the theory here, at least and we're just looking at this from Mahmoud's perspective, is that the best thing is, is if the women just probably just comply and keep quiet. 
Right. This probably works better. It's just better if everybody just accepts this and doesn't talk about this. And and it's a real thing. It's important. It's important to everyone who has a religious belief. You and I had a similar conversation about our own situation. Sure. And something we kind of disagree with. And we ask ourselves, why do we disagree? And so that was an interesting and fruitful discussion we had. Right. And everybody needs to have that discussion. Because mm-hmm. you should always question yourself and make sure that you believe for a good reason. I don't think anybody's ever brought this to Mahmoud's attention. I think it would be like there's a – He was raised that this was truth and he accepted a, it. This is, there's a Seinfeld episode and this is just for Joy's benefit, I think, for anything. <laughs> there's a Seinfeld episode where Kramer comes into the post office. And Kramer says, I would like to cancel my mail. And the mail person goes, well, for how long? Like a week, for two weeks, you're going on vacation? He said, no, forever. (laughs) And Newman sees this and steps in, puts the clerk on like a three-hour break. And so Newman's trying to talk him out of this and knowing that everybody in the post office is hearing this and going, Uh wait a minute, you can cancel your mail? And Kramer's going, yeah, I can get email I can get faxes. I can get all of telephone calls. I can get the same information without the postal service. And you can see like all of a sudden out of the back pops uh, Newman's boss uh-huh. and Newman's all sweating because uh-huh. it was like the secret is out. Uh-huh. And so for Mount Mood, Nobody I think needs this, to this is what it's, a, this is what it's about. Well, look, um, you ladies are just supposed to accept. Yeah. He seemed a bit unnerved by this conversation, but. Yeah. Like Nicole said, she was proud of him for not losing his cool. He tried to answer. He just couldn't. So where did he go at the end? At the end, he went, well, this is what I believe. Yeah, and he said, and and I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying my wife can't. Right. (laughs) He said that he wished he didn't, she didn't meet, that Nicole didn't meet Neuron anymore. Uh Right. I mean, he was laughing, but we don't think. No, I don't think he was kidding. But he handled that better than normal. In the past, right. Just for him, we saw this little hiccup and when they were all talking and and he needed to get his words in. And, and he, he said, kinda, give me a second. Give me yeah, a second. Yeah, he kind of shut everybody up. Yeah, then, so. you could see their faces kind of like go wide-eyed. So here's an interesting discussion with them. And, and he came up with – and we get his – I understand his point. Not that I accept it. But the thought is, is, is Nicole shouldn't be outstretching in front of other men. Yeah, I can understand that. And the thought would be that just because men can't control themselves, this is why. I see both sides of that. And I went, you know, this is kind of tough. And then it is. But um, personally, I think that. Would you feel uncomfortable? Yes. In a mixed class. Yeah. Well, yes. I can understand that. And if it bothered my husband, I probably wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that you do have, it seems unfair, but I think that you, you can be aware of the effect you have on other people Mm -hmm. and maybe have some level of responsibility in not enticing someone to sin with their eyes. Mm -hmm. Now, not to say that you can make someone do it. But you don't have to dress in a lurid fashion Darcy. with your boobs hanging out. Darcy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just be respectful and of yourself. Mm. Personally, I don't like to draw that kind of attention. I told you I was kind of large-chested as a young person, and 
I would be having a conversation with somebody and they would be staring at my chest while I'm talking to them. Very uncomfortable, hated it, wished I could have crawled under a rock and maybe been wearing a muumuu or something. Mm -hmm. It bothered me and I didn't know how to make it stop. And I didn't dress provocatively. I couldn't hide (laughs) the shape of my body enough to stop that. So I understand that. And I actually was relieved after having children and breastfeeding forever that I shrank because what do we call that it? problem stopped. What, how did Yara describe them? Trash bags? Yes. <laughs> Pepperonis. My, yeah, my mom called. My mom said, well, you've been reduced to two fried eggs. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I mean, so it's tough. And, and, you know, I guess the thing is it's every woman, you know, and there's probably no reason. You know, a, a man should be able to control and avert his eyes. Right. So the thought is, is that men can't. So you women have to be the ones to handle everything. And that's pretty crappy. That's it pretty just crappy. in general. I, I mean, mean, it just is. You you can't control what other people do, but you can not contribute to it, I mm. guess is what I'm trying to say. And I don't think anything – we even saw what um, Neuron was wearing, and there wasn't anything no. horrible about no, that. And I think that's – it's not like she was running around like Darcy. No. So this wasn't a problem, but Mahmoud would have a problem with, with Nicole dressing like her friend was. Right. So I think that would extreme. be a problem. So. Yeah, I mean, that's just a little tough. And his whole argument about women aren't attracted by men's legs, but men are attracted by women's legs and think they're sexy. Well, that's just a bunch of hooey. Well, I don't think he understands that, right? He yeah. wouldn't, right? You wouldn't. He, it just shows you that he has no concept or thought of about, reality. Well, of a woman's perspective. Right. What does he think women are attracted to? Controlling men, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these two, what I liked was these two didn't dance. And Nicole said, you know, these two didn't even say, hi, how are you? They went right into battle. And this right. is a battle that both of them have probably had before. Uh-huh. And I'm going to guess Neuron has had it much more than Mahmoud has had Right, it. because this is her culture and she kind of fled from it. And and she's Over fought time. this fight. Right. She's battled this before. And Mahmoud was no match for her whatsoever. And she, plus, she's had his perspective. She said she grew up thinking sure. that way. And she was an adult and was slowly convinced that it didn't have to be that way. And so she has been him. I'm going to. Where guess she I, fully bought into I'm that. I'm going to say this. No matter what your faith is. Right. Is and this probably goes against most, but don't believe. This is where I'm going to get preachy. Don't believe what somebody tells you that something says. Right. Study, learn, read for yourself. yourself. Read it for yourself. It may be hard. It may be difficult. It may be something you don't understand, but do it yourself. Right. It has been made so you can understand it. Correct. Because the more people you put in between you and the actual deity that you choose, <laughs> the the more filtered it becomes. Yeah. So read it for yourself. Yeah. Right. There's only one period of time where you couldn't read the scrolls. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> there was that period of uh, like the Catholic Church chained the one Bible inside. 
and only the priests were allowed to view it. Think about that. Right? And people weren't allowed to have a well, copy of the Bible. It was too expensive because it had to be hand copied and by monks. Mm. And so it took time and it cost a lot of money. And they I made decorative the things I know how on the pages. Of the, uh, you know, I've studied all this history with the kids, right. homeschooling. It's fascinating, really. But it was unattainable for people. And so the one copy the church owned was chained in the church, and only the priests could access it. Well, it's the same well, thing with the scrolls. And they can tell you anything. Yes. And you have no way to verify it. Mm. And then you get generations of people passing the same thing on to their children. And- and believing it and, and not it knowing filtered. any better. Right. It gets filtered and changed and changed altered. over time. So it's like we you could tell the same story over and over again and it changes over time. Right. So study, read for yourself. Um all right, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> I'm fascinated by by history as it relates to religion. So Gabe and Isabel, I think this, you know, things are going so well for Gabe. I couldn't help but think of like um like uh, Willy Wonka, you know, <laughs> when Willy Wonka says to Charlie, don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he wanted. Uh-huh. He lived happily ever after. <laughs> it's like Gabe can't believe that things are going so well. So he's looking for a problem for a problem mm. that doesn't exist. Yeah, it, does, it looks it looks to me like it. I think there's a big problem here. I mean, I've kind of said it the whole time. That it's and, gone so well that he's going to be bored. Yeah, that's what you said. That I think a part of Gabe's personality and character is and identity to have the fight? is the fight. Yeah. I believe that. He's that Gabe has spent so long doing that. Yeah. That that's a part of who He's not used to just being accepted. Right. So when Tuesday happens. Yeah. And you can't get your teenager up out of bed and to school and it happens on Wednesday and Thursday and all this stuff happens over and over again that when real life happens with teenagers, it's yeah. it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Teenagers change a relationship. Absolutely. Kids change a relationship. Yep. Everything's For super sure. and great in vacation mode. Uh-huh. And they're in That's vacation true. mode. Yeah. Guess what happens when real life hits? It's tough. The power bill's coming. You got to work. You haven't sold your underwears. <laughs> Whatever it is, but that, yeah. that's real. Right. And, and I think that's something that my feeling is, is that that's going to be a transition for Gabe that Gabe's that may not be ready for. Mm. Uh, just to me, it, it seems like it. I mean, All that time he spent parading in the streets and stuff in America. Right, like, you're like fighting. That's gone. You're fighting the fight. You, you know, you've you you choose kind of who you it's become are. Become part of who he is. Yeah, and and now there is no fight. Now what? Right, mm-hmm. you've climbed the mountain. I, I'm there. I've attained my goal. It was like me running marathons. Yeah, and then, and then once you did the, the went, ultra marathon, you quit running. I said, all right. <laughs> that was it. Done. You know, because you, you figured out you could just – you could walk 26 miles and then you could run it and it was no different. So uh, how far can I go? How far can I go in 24 hours? Can I go 100 miles? You know, those kind of things happen and then you go, all right, I can do that. And you go, okay, and w- then what? And it seemed the unattainable goal, and then you attained it, and then it was like, well, that's over. Yeah, it's just 100 Deflated. miles. You know, what's 200 miles? You know, where does it end? Uh-huh. And so 
I don't know where it ends. So I I, I just see that being a a kind of a big problem of a future barrier. So, but we find out in a preview here that his all of his um, transition paperwork is gone. Yeah, what's up with that? Can't imagine. Now you are a stickler for paperwork. Yes. We've had somebody, we've had a house transition, if you haven't listened to our personal podcast. And so we've not experienced one of the kids moving out. Until but we, now. But we have now. Yeah. So now the discussion is, okay, I have your pertinent paperwork. Right. I, I, I'm in possession of the important documents. Right. You will need these things. Birth repeatedly. certificate, social security card, you know, those things right. I have. Do you want me to turn them over to you and you're forever responsible for them, what happens to them, replacing them, needing them, etc.? Or do you want me to continue to maintain them in my fireproof safe where everybody knows where they are? The smart move is what? That uh, you actually I should make, probably I should probably And then they it. would get them from you when they need them. When they them. need it. They're not quite ready for that yeah, yet. I don't, I don't think they're in a position to But the next yeah. time they transition to a new job, they're going to need one or both of them. Right, those. and she's going to need it if she gets a driver's license. The trouble is, is they're going to get it and probably never return it. Right. And then lose it. Yeah. And then and have it's an issue. very hard to replace things. Yeah. And it costs money. Well, the Social Security card is a whole lot easier now than it used to be. Yeah. Well, it is for you, not for me. What? Because I'm not natural born citizen. Sure. I have to provide Merca, a lot of documentation. Merca. Just to change Merca. my last name when we got married. Merca. I had to have all my naturalization papers, Foreigners. my foreign birth certificate, all that stuff. You're diluting our culture. I'm just telling you. <laughs> With your crossbred English DNA <laughs> is what we've got. Except for I have more crossbreeding in my family than you will ever have in yours. <laughs> right. That is a statement of fact. <laughs> Just so we know, we're not getting into, um, what is it, Ancestry.com, uh-huh. whatever. We're not taking those tests, but let's <laughs> just say I know what's happened. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm a little concerned about Gabe that he doesn't have this stuff. Yeah. It's, it almost, does it tell you something about Gabe? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of important stuff, especially for him. And that's really kind of an immature thing not to have those things secured especially going to a foreign country like i mean you gotta have everything you, know, you take having those documents having a birth certificate a social security card and and taking gabe's situation it multiplies it right and moving to a foreign country because i didn't even consider that when it came to birth certificates and 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 things like that. Uh-huh. Reporting when it comes to your employment. You know, you can just check a box, but when it really comes down to the documents. Mm-hmm. What do the documents really say? An adoption is more of an official thing. But what about when that happens? Mm-hmm. Well, how are the documents taken care of? Mm-hmm. You know, just so many things we don't think about when you deal with transitioning that we just wouldn't because you wouldn't right. be in that situation. Right. You don't ever deal with it. Un- until it happens i i didn't i couldn't he didn't didn't say if he lost it didn't get it or what it was but you would yeah. think the doctor's office where you had it would have some record of what you've done mm-hmm. and then how does that happen and then how do you get that recorded in some to kind the of government. legal way right yes maybe that was an element that he neglected to finalize yeah 
always something. I'll get to it later. I'll get my driver's license and I don't know. 90 days. It takes me 90 days. Why should I do it now if it's 90 days? I don't days? know. I guess technically if they allow gay marriage there, I guess they could proceed that way. If his birth certificate says he's a girl. But wouldn't Gabe have a problem with he that He would, then? yeah. Gabe would have an issue with that. Right. Now, if Jamie and Chris, who are in the same country, they're there too. If they had a, a gay marriage, then then I think this would be allowed. But it's probably not what they're trying to do. Right. It's probably a different document. Kind of like it was in, I would assume, how it was for Kenny and Armando in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Just a little different. Interesting. All sorts of stuff that they have to, um, everybody has to deal with. So I'm a bit surprised. Chris and Jamie, is Chris gone for good? Uh, it looks that way. That's pretty bizarre to get married, leave the country, and then not even answer any phone calls for a month. And then, oh, well, I'm just working to send money home to you. Well, isn't she supposed to be there? You'd have to have some kind of... They have to be communicating. The thing was she was coming back to take care of her bank account for a maximum of two weeks. And it's gone a month and they haven't seen on a video call each other. I mean, it sounds like she's ghosting her again. She just got up and left. Yeah, she's pretty accusatory too. Like, like, what's your problem? Yeah, the the whole "I'm going to sell all your clothes" bit in the car didn't have quite the friendly tone that Chris thought it. It seemed like she was serious and actually really feared that exactly this scenario would happen. That actually ends up happening. Yeah, is the food truck thing just a? I don't know, a distraction. Yeah, it's, like, it's like she said, It once she started thinking about it, in reality, it was a dream until she tried to actually make it happen. And then she realized it was just a dream. Maybe they should take that zombie truck and make it more Chris-like. Yeah, and mm-hmm. make it more like reloading ammo, knife sharpening. <laughs> she could provide probably a good service to like the Colombian cartel. <laughs> like, here we go. Bring me your empty shelves. And we'll we'll reload them for you. Bring and put me your your illegal weapons, and I'll file off your. Um, I can do serial that. Serial codes. numbers and there go. You go. That's what we could do. A mobile cartel um, weapons bus is what it would be. <laughs> that would probably be better. I can't even imagine what they would be qualified to make or serve. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it's something that they could do. Yeah. I think Jamie's. Gosh, it's been so long. I think she's Ven- Venezuelan is what she is, but they're in Colombia. Mm. What could they make? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, if I had a food truck, if I had a food truck, I wouldn't want one with seats in it. Yeah. And wouldn't you – yeah, why would you pay for that? You just have a restaurant then. I wouldn't want to eat on the bus. No. And then you have to clean up after people. It's hot. It's yeah, nasty. It's not good. Yeah, no. the first one was a better idea. No. And it didn't have that much right. mileage on it. And it I was mean, half the price. It's better than drinking lemon-soaked squirrel testicles <laughs> on the highway. Right. I mean, there's better than that, but not a whole lot better than and that. And plus, why would you even be trying to consider which truck to get when you don't even know what you're going to make yet? You don't know what your needs are. Well, and that's what that's what Chris says, and that kind of makes sense. What would we make? But I guess you could. Like, if you had... I don't know if you had a business. I would think you would be testing recipes first. Well, if you didn't care. Having your friends try it, see what people are, are into, what they're willing to pay money for before you go and just 
invest all I in. I mean, I could see, like, if you were said, I'm just going to start a restaurant. I'm going to look around town and see what buildings are available. And then you go, okay, what's available? This place has a pizza oven. Well, am I going to pull the pizza oven out and put a bunch of fryers in? No, I'm probably going to do something with the pizza. You know, it would be what you would be looking to do. So I think Chris at least has a point of, you know, let's look at what we're doing. I seem to remember there was like a 90-day, but it wasn't a 90-day. It was like a couple's food show that I think TLC had. They did it once, and one of it was like a food truck. Uh-huh. Or, you know, it was like it was like people were restaurants, but they were married, and they were starting them out. Uh-huh. The issue with isn't the food truck. It isn't the food and the cooking. It's where do you get fresh vegetables? Because none of this stuff are you – I mean, what are you going to make? Hot pockets? <laughs> You're going to have to get tomatoes and lettuce and this kind of stuff. You're going to have to get every morning. And what you don't get, you're going to have to store. So you need right. refrigerator. There's all sorts of stuff you got. You're going to leave the bus plugged in and running all night? Yeah. There's just stuff you don't think about. My brother had a food truck. I remember. Seemed to remember that. How long did he have that? He was pretty successful. He had a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um he used to drive it to construction sites. Every construction site has one. And uh, he was pretty successful. I mean, we, we he had regular it. places he would go. And he, would, he wouldn't really cook food. He had one with like steamers in mm. it. And so he would buy prepackaged go to Sam's. heat and eats foods from like Sam's Club. And it would be like sandwiches that you just drop in a steamer pan and it would heat them in the wrapper, and then they would buy it, and it would be ready to eat. I mean, That's how sense. he did it. It works every – look, at this point in construction sites, I'm only on large construction sites, mm-hmm. construction sites with hundreds of workers on them at this point. And and so a part of the deal is at certain – what times of the day so right. these trucks are then driving around right. to try He'd and get Right, he'd get their to spots. know the workers, find out where the next job was going to begin, and then he would just move with them. That's a little harder there in the Newport News area uh-huh. because there's just not as many big jobs going on as right. there are in but like he kept it going, DFW. You know, and there wasn't a lot of cleanup for him. It's a smart move. I mean, it's not high-end markup. I'm assuming maybe you could get 15 to 20% off of something like that. Mm-hmm. And part of that has to go to the maintenance and upkeep of the truck. Yeah. So there's all sorts of stuff. But I would assume that food truck – inspections this is probably stereotype on my part are a bit more strict here in the states oh, than I'm maybe sure. in Colombia. sure absolutely but i could be wrong it could I, be that i would one agree thing. that would probably be the case yeah but it's probably wrong you know she doesn't well, even get i mean let's remember um the meat market well this <laughs> is in Colombia. i'm just right, saying this is, the, this in, is in other countries this is the dr yeah the um she doesn't even get – Chris doesn't get a two-way ticket. Yeah, that was a major red flag for me. I said the fact that she didn't get a round-trip ticket was a big red flag right there that she was not planning to return in any particular time frame. Because you could alter a ticket. You could buy a ticket, pay a little extra for the ability to have a flexible return date. And she doesn't do that. She doesn't do that. You'd think that she would have done that just to comfort her wife, but yeah. no. Yeah. Because you, you know Jamie was nervous about it. 
you she, could see she could have consoled her with that. Here's the easy tell. As they're leaving, Jamie's crying, Chris is not. Yes. I tried at the time we separated. Not I don't mean separated, married people separated. In the in the ten days we were together <laughs> before we'd probably decided to be to married. Get married yeah. <laughs> ten days. Um <laughs> And I went back to Germany to finish my time in the army. I tried to be strong and not to tear up, but I did also cry at the same time. Yeah, so we if you did. saw it, you would have seen me in tears at the same time as right. you were in at tears. At the airport, yes. Running back and forth, saying goodbye, leaving, turning around, running like. back, embracing. You yeah. know what it was? These stupid kids is probably what all the old people were yeah. saying. You think people were looking at us and going, aw? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, probably not. But in where we were at, it was still a military town, right? Yeah. This is a military area. That was area. probably pretty common. I think you see that frequently. Yeah. So at Norfolk International Airport. Right. <laughs> yeah, it would be quite common. You know, it was funny because I we I was just there. Norfolk International. Yeah. As I opposed was, to the, the regular. tiniest airport I've ever been in. <laughs> just saying. Newport News is smaller. But I was just it's at not international. Norfolk International Airport. Uh, in October when oh, I went back. Oh, it looked back. tiny, didn't it? It was so tiny compared to, oh my uh, gosh. DFW. DFW. But uh, it was cute, was what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, look, I can stand in the middle and there's the four terminals <laughs> from right here. But uh, yeah, I looked around and I reckon it had changed inside. Obviously, I haven't been in there a long time. But um, in fact, I think the last time I was in that airport, was probably when my dad returned um, to Arkansas after his visit right before he passed away. So that would have been 2000. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. Wow. But um, I looked around and I recognized the layout still. There was mm -hmm. only one spot where there was a cafe leading to the ter exit terminal. Mm -hmm. And I go, that's the spot. That's where we were. Different wow. shop there. But uh, it was, it was kind of heartwarming. Wow. I had a little moment. <laughs> I don't know if I remember where that happened at. Yeah, we sat in the little coffee shop there and had something, you know, mm -hmm. some coffee or something while we waited because it was the closest we could get to the terminal. It was where we had to separate. Mm. And then we walked out of there, hugged, this and was all, you headed down the hall. This is all pre-11, pre-9-11, pre-COVID. This is so long ago. So, so, so long ago. We 1994. Yeah, and her attitude. I think this thing, it's like um chance in in life after lockup. When when Chris says, I haven't been calling you because I'm every time I you know, I go to call you, I'm working to send you money. Yeah, that was You know, it's ooh. the it's the chance line. Yeah, reversing it's the about won't you find accusation. a way to won't you find a way to pay the damn bills. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. Trying to distract from the real issue. The real issue. Yeah. And so when I see that from Chris, it's really a bunch of crap. You're telling me you don't have – you're driving wherever you're going. that You don't have five minutes. In a month. Yes, in a month. <laughs> to call. I would almost say five minutes in a day. Oh, I guarantee you that if we had the ability to have video calls back in the day, we'd have seen each other at least twice a day. Right. I'd have been sending you shirtless pictures of me, <laughs> videos of me in a towel is what oh I would have been gosh. doing. Would I not? That's I would have crazy. been doing that. What do you think? So we see Rishi now with uh, with a towel, but in a con 
Yeah, he's not looking all ripped like that picture. Life. How old is that photo? Yeah, that's an old photo. And what's he been doing? Sitting on this, a couch? <laughs> this would be like you. Let's just say something happened to us. Uh-huh. Right. So you, um, I don't know, fed me chickpeas soaked in lemons. <laughs> and I left you. Uh-huh. Because this is a chance that that would happen. <laughs> so you're alone. Uh-huh. And somebody says, Kelly. Send me a picture of you. Uh-huh. Then you go in the garage, in the fire safe, and you pull out the glamour shots. <laughs> From 1994. <laughs> and you send them the glamour shots. Yeah. Here's me with my big hair. <laughs> what, year was, what year was that? I probably, I think I had the glamour shots done in at the end of 1993. <laughs> so this would be that. This is a different Rishi today. Yeah. Than that guy who we saw in the photos. For real. It, but it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's he's who still, we all are. Yeah, and he's still an attractive guy, but he's got a belly like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, welcome. So I can say is, welcome to the club. Yeah. You can this suck is, that this in. This is real life body Look, here. Look, there's no sucking that in. Yeah, it's a little is, extra. This is not the, I, mean, I spend... Hours a day in the gym photo. This is the I have a job. <laughs> I have a real life photo. Yeah, let's do more stretching uh-huh. and more eating. Yeah. And so there's some look, I'm there. I mean, but my 10 pounds that I'm sitting on isn't what he said. No. I like this because I can speak to this. I recognize Rishi. <laughs> right. This is not 10 pounds. This is this is 25 or 30. Mm. This is significant weight. Right. This is so for him to be sending out these pictures of him that aren't really him. Yeah. This is catfishing. Yeah. This isn't him. If he's sending this out saying this is me, it's not. This not is the more. This is the line. This is Williams, right? Right. I mean, it's not Williams. I mean, it's not that. Yeah. But it's close. I mean, at least it's him. This is not Summit pretending to be somebody completely different. It's not Darcy with 50,000 filters that make you look 20 years younger. Yeah, but you know that. So we know when we see those filters. But only because we know the real her. Everybody knows that at this point. I mean, we're as, I guess we're as um, naive about stuff like that as anybody, right? We know it exists, but we can't recognize a filter. Never used one. We've not had to apply one. Look at us. If you look at our Instagram or whatever, there's pictures of us on like the train headed to the hockey game. Right. I almost said in S, I almost threw out a cuss word there. (laughs) In crappy light. You know, it's just us, right? Maybe I didn't shave that day and you Uh surely never wear makeup. So that's just. It's just who we are. Yeah. There's no filters there. No. Us in, you know, Dallas Stars gear. We meet with a red wing mask. That's what you're going to see on our Instagram. Right. So it's just not filtered in any way. And I only post on Instagram by letting Facebook cross post for me. I try. (laughs) Never posted on Instagram directly. I try to get pictures of her eating. And this I is don't what know why I try you do that to, do. to me. Yes, I try when we're like somewhere getting some food. I try to get her with food in her mouth because I know Terrible. that would bother. Chewing me. pictures. <laughs> is you gonna make everybody think I'm a cow? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, these two go to a. This is an eye-opening experience when they go to an astrologer. Your astrologer says. 
August 2nd is the day. And it's like, did he say it was like a 50-day window at August 2nd or around August 2nd? This was your 50-day window to tell him. What a mess. Here they go. But this matches 100% what we saw with Summit. Yes. I mean, clearly. And this guy is a dude. How do you get to, this is the job I want. Right. This is what they should go for. Because blindly, they just go whatever this guy says. Yeah. And they're all young Young Indian dudes. Uh-huh. It's a smart move. This is a career, a full-fledged <laughs> career. Nitesh, I think, was his name. they rely on it. Yeah. This is great. He says they shouldn't be together. The, the stars say you two shouldn't be together. <laughs> and he doesn't even know anything about the shirtless pictures and uh-huh. stuff like that. There has been nobody who's gotten as much heat like a cast member. Uh-huh. You know, you get these friends of that come on. There's no... It's not like a real housewife where you have a friends of, uh-huh. but this Randy has taken heat is like the worst friend ever uh-huh. from last week, just to her whole bit about Rishi hitting on her. Uh-huh. But I'm kind of taking her side here. <laughs> you know, Rishi's response to what you do and send this stuff out. It's not acceptable. Yeah. Well, I just send these stuff out. I just send these things out. That's what I do. I send them to everyone. And she starts calling him out, and he goes, well, you know, I don't remember that. Well, let me show you my phone. This is like having a black eye. Uh And I don't remember who gave it to me. (laughs) It's not good. It's not what you're supposed to do. It's like he's constant. For him, I'm thinking he's like constantly throwing. It's like you're on a boat with 20 fishing poles, and you're just throwing lines out all the time, Uh seeing what you can hook. Yeah. And whatever he can hook... Maybe he just is addicted to the attention. Also possible, or the glory because, days. Like the friend said, you know, he's when they go to bars, he disappears because he's always surrounded by women. Yeah. So you know, he probably just is addicted to the attention. Yeah. I was. Which is going to be a problem if he's getting married. Yeah, this dance bar they were at. Did you see what this? Was with that, I don't know. That was this a bit. Is uh, creepy. Yeah, this is a strip club. Yeah. That's what this is. But just like a strip club in a state that has laws. It's like the upstairs in a strip club where you get the private lap dance. Yeah, this was a little odd. This it was, was really a little weird. This was about as creepy as it gets. Yeah, somebody laid down in front of them and shook her boobs a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this is not <laughs> what weird. I think is a this would be not appropriate. Yeah. If you walked in and there I was, was just in a place. Two dudes in a room with yeah. a woman that that gave me creep vibes. Yeah, this is not good. It makes me think there's other rooms in this place where, where other things happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's a certain amount of money laid on Depends the floor. On how much you paid? So yeah, what get, kind of entertainment value you right. get? You get a dance and a happy ending is what you get. <laughs> it, it's just creepy. Yeah, that was this. Yucky. Look, Rishi did a good job, right? It he even had, looked like a dump. Yeah, it, like it wasn't a clean. tidy room. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be coming in after this. It seemed like, um, I, I don't know, somebody's little back room thing. Yeah, it <laughs> would almost be like, and I'm not sure you were paying as much attention as you needed to because I think you were live texting Joy about the episode. I was. But I there missed was a, a lot scene of things. Where we saw Rishi in his, you saw Rishi in his um, towel, right? Towel, yeah. So you noticed that. Yeah. All right. I just want that to be known. But you didn't quite notice the oil that was being poured Yeah, I was texting with Joy, and I missed that scene. So 
so here's what it was is they're laying down and they've got this i would say like a clay pot with a valve on the front of it <sighs> and so you would open up the valve a quarter turn and you know it's open or closed it's kind of like your the you know the water meter in the front yard uh-huh. quarter turn right it changes whatever it is uh-huh. so you just a quarter turn and the hot oil streams out i would say about the size of like a pencil lead uh-huh. Like a number two pencil. Uh-huh. And so, so just a drizzle. Hot oil. It's a steady stream. Uh-huh. But it, w- it would come down and it would be hot oil. Probably hit them in like their forehead and their hair. And there were people there that were, that were, I guess, massaging your head with this oil. Oh, it probably felt good, but gosh, oil in your hair? So here's be my forever issue. forever with a greasy head. Is what I want to know. Is this one-time use oil? <laughs> You'd have to wash your hair with like... uh concentrated um, Dawn dishwashing liquid after that to break up the grease. Right. It's like a duck Gross. in the Exxon in oil, oil spill. Yep. So Exxon my thought is, is where's this oil going? My thought is this oil is just being collected and reused. And then reused again. Gross. I, I, and look, I had you. You're probably right. They probably just filter it en- and use it again. You and Joy texted about this, and it made me think of the line from um, Friends. I'm not a big Friends guy. There's only one scene in Friends that I remember, and this is this scene. Joey says to Chandler, this is because they, they're roommates. If you don't know Friends and you're maybe, I don't know, younger than we are, Joey and Chandler were roommates. So they shared a shower. It was one bathroom. They shared a shower. And so Joey said to Chandler, the next time you take a shower, think about the last thing I wash and the first thing you wash. And so that was what I was thinking. Think about wherever this oil goes, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this oil stays on their head or if this is a full body oil, but <laughs> wherever they collect this oil, whatever it has washed itself over Ew. is the first thing then. On your head. On your head. Yuck. And I, I don't know the laws and the rules of things there, but I'm thinking they're not getting rid of this oil. <laughs> maybe they run it through a filter. Yes, yeah, I figured. Or maybe they don't. Filter or not. That's yeah, disgusting. I'm thinking, yeah, you know, this is, you're getting butt oil on your head. Gross. Yeah, that is really gross. And so I think this is not good. Right, this is like public bathhouse type yeah, of thing. Yeah, nasty. I'm like, I get it. We're spoiled. Yeah. We're Americans, right? But yeah. I'm not but getting. But we enjoy our yeah. sanitation. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not wanting ball oil on my head. It's just not the way things are going. I'm sorry for the way things are. This podcast, I apologize. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know where else this goes. This is just what happens. So. I just see these pictures of him, and I, I think he's catfishing. Yeah, it seems like. He's not a trustworthy guy. He's up to something. Mm-hmm. And he's not working so hard. Yeah. I mean, he does a good job. He has an air conditioner in there for her. So she gets to show up to the apartment and has an air conditioner. Maybe she doesn't have it running 24 hours a day maybe, like Nicole uh, does. Yeah, maybe Danielle needs to go and pay Rishi a visit. Did you catch that little line at the very beginning where they said, where uh, Mahmoud said to Nicole. That you run 24 hours a day. You run the air conditioner 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, said, it's, well, that, it's hot. It's that little stuff, right? That little snide, little comment mm-hmm. that you could just feel. Like, well, this is doesn't need to be said. Uh-huh. So. But Rishi at least proves that he can 
I was worried, you know, last time he didn't have a heater, but this time he's got yeah, an AC. At least he was thinking about it. He's thinking a little bit. He's probably staying in a place that's probably his love pad. <laughs> he's kept a place this whole time. So, mm. this poem. Look, Debbie and Osama, here we go again. Right? Uh huh. They were pretty cute. Yeah, they were. I he think- looked so happy, genuinely joy filled. And he did too. It's weird. The I don't want to like these this. Two mesh. I don't want to like this because she was forty three when he was born, and that just disgusts yeah, me. You can't but, get past that. But you know, they seem like I don't know. They just are what each other. I mean, we know it it's enough. It cannot work. Yeah. But at this point. It's the closest thing to a real relationship that we have. Yeah, she's. Ju- I think she's just eccentric enough and girlish enough in her own mind that they seem to work somehow. It's weird. Well, we haven't seen them. I don't know. He seems so thoughtful. You know, he doesn't jump the gun he's not impulsive you know what i mean everybody it was who do we have that went 100 miles an hour it was last week it was mahmoud and nicole yeah so you know we went at this 100 miles an hour and and osama's not going 100 miles an hour i can't imagine he's the guy this poem wasn't all that long of big this still strikes me as a poem he probably wrote in five minutes but, but he said he looked he did look like he was nervous and he said that he got his courage because he was speaking it to her. They probably said they weren't going to pay him. Look, we're not paying you for this day's shoot unless you get up there and do your poem. <laughs> so. And this place they were at seemed eclectic enough that maybe it would be a place where they would be accepted as a couple. Well, yeah, or at least not not verbal. it's artsy well so what do you want to do so i was thinking you know this judge. is this is the environment that i could picture them living in it's almost like 60s free love hippie kind right. of it's 1960 right san francisco right. right and so come one come all right all kinds well, that makes sense right but you know exactly it would be the thing where it's Free love, free right. expression, right. everybody come. Right. And then this happens. You go, well, we didn't really mean this. <laughs> this isn't really what you were th- talking about, right? Uh, Mama Cass was a, a little younger when we brought her. We weren't really looking for somebody, you know, in their mid-60s to be leading the group. <laughs> but that's what we got. But she seemed to fit in there. because an like, old reference. These are her people. Right. You know what I mean? The artsy, eclectic. I think you're right. Kind of unusual group. And so the fact that they're younger doesn't bother her at all because this is her tribe. You know what I mean? I, I Yes. In some weird way. In a weird way, they fit here in this, in, in this group. I've lost, I don't say I've lost contact. Adam. If you're, I'm going to reach out there too. I haven't talked to Adam oh, or yeah. emailed Adam in a long time. But Adam's in Morocco. Yeah, right? this so would we be a good have, time to ask. We him have a Moroccan con, con guy. I, I'd probably like to. I'll reach out to him tomorrow and go, "Hey, where are you?" Like we have a we have a source. 
in yeah. Morocco. Yeah. One of the, I don't have a lot of friends, <laughs> but Adam's one of them. Yeah. I just haven't talked to him in probably six weeks, maybe, or 10. It's probably been 10 since this show started. So, And just so y'all know, <clears throat> if you are one of our subscribers, you faithfully listen, you like to comment, <clears throat> and you reach out to us regularly, you're probably going to become a best friend. Yeah, so, you know, historically speaking, <laughs> half of our friends are listeners to the show. Maybe three quarters <laughs> of our friends. The people we interact with most Have in this world. literally, outside of the show, our best friends. <laughs> And, you know, that's almost the fun part about doing a show it like is. this is the people that we've met. And what we find is people like us reach out to us. Right. Because, I don't know, we're, we're probably... Kindred spirits. Yeah, we're probably a <laughs> unique um, demographic of who we deal with, right? Uh-huh. You know, we've, we've been who married... Who we appeal to. We've been married for so long. The kids probably are not... We're probably not a podcast for the kids. Right. We're probably not funny as much as we need to. We we go deep into situations more than we need to. I don't have like a soundboard and I don't do chicken impressions. Yeah. I don't have that kind of stuff that we do. We, we don't do a lot of social media. Yeah, so. I don't have yeah. I don't have good impressions of people that I do. I think I it seemed like I I did uh, a cow impression maybe about ten minutes ago, but that was about <laughs> it. Right, that's about all we bring to the table. Yeah. So, who is left? Um. We haven't talked about Danielle yet. Is she the end? I tried to save Danielle for the end because she really makes us angry. Because we detest her. And if things are going slow in the podcast, we can always go to Danielle. And on how much we loathe her. <laughs> She's really detestable. Just not a likable person at all. Do you think she was any – she was drinking too. Do mm-hmm. you think she was any better off to drive than Johan was? I don't know. I mean he's a big guy. Honestly, just his size alone, not to mention uh, whatever drinking habits he's had in the past, it probably takes a lot to even affect him. He's a massive human being. Massive. It's just, he's just huge. You see, even in the car, you know, they've seen some of these small cars where they, like Wilt Chamberlain's car. Wilt Chamberlain was a basketball player, 60s, 70s. He was seven foot two, I believe. And they they would take the front seat out and he would actually sit in the back seat and drive. <laughs> like a VW. Oh, that's fine. So that's how you would do that. He would he would sit in the back seat. Johan's this guy. Yeah. He's got you see the seat is all it's passed all, all the way, way back. back. Yeah. He's just a massive dude. Yeah. Well, science says you'd have to drink a lot for your blood alcohol content to be somewhere. He's got a lot of blood. You should never drive impaired. <laughs> We right. agree on that. that it's not an issue. So you shouldn't do that. But this whole thing, it's just control for her. She's just not going to give in, period. He even said, okay, well, let's take a taxi back. And, you know, she just is going to exert her control. It's just who she is as a person. Yeah, and she did make an awfully dramatic scene about it. I felt like she could have just had a conversation with him at the table beforehand in a concerned way. Like, you know, let's not risk it. You know, why don't you let me drive home? I'd feel more comfortable. There are so many good it, ways it, to handle it. They could have had, you know, a heart to heart about it before they ever got to the car. Rather than her sitting in his lap with cameraman all along. I'm not getting up to hand me the all keys. All around and making a big dramatic scene about it. I mean, I felt like it was yet another situation where she was trying to emasculate him. It's a power move is what it is. 
I'm and going to get my way. And he hesitated. Like he was going to, okay, I'll give you the keys. But then he hesitated because it made him not feel like a man because she made such mm. a scene about it in front of all the production people. And a part of being a, whatever we want to call it, quotes around it, man or not a man, it's whatever. It's about putting your partner in that situation. Mm-hmm. Even if you agree or disagree with it, it's leading down that road. Let's avoid making somebody else feel bad. Right. You, and you don't have to do it. Right. So why do it? Right. She could achieve the same end with a polite, loving conversation at the table than to let him get to the car and then make this big scene. A whisper on the way to the car. Right. But they're already fighting yeah. about this boyfriend that's in town. Yeah. And I don't know. Is it different? I, I kind of – we were in other rooms watching this. So well, here's how it works for us. We're in two different rooms. A lot of times you're in the tub. Your husband of 28 years, when we replaced your bathtub, you, when we moved here to Texas, you had a bathtub that probably held about 12 gallons of water. <laughs> it wasn't much. 12 gallons. It was and, so shallow. And it was a, what was the Cultured material? Cultured marble. Cultured marble tub. It was and, so cold. And it would lose its heat immediately. Yeah, before you got in it. So just pre-COVID. I busted up that tub. Because it was cracked. I busted up that tub and I hauled it in pieces to work and threw it away in the dumpster. It was a beautiful tub, but it was useless. I got you a soaking tub. Yes, a deep soaking tub. This wasn't really the plan. It's just kind of what happened. You chose a tub and you wanted, I want a deep soaking tub. Yeah. So I replaced that tub with a, I don't know how many big. I can tell you that I could take our water heater. And lay it in our bathtub. Yeah. Which for you. There was a dilemma about whether or not we need to replace the the, um, hot water heater because would it provide enough hot water to fill the tub? Because you're not human, right? Right. You have. Scalding hot. Right. Steaming water that makes you feel faint. We've been over that. (laughs) We moved in the house and the first thing you had me do is we don't have young kids anymore. You had me turn up the water heater to like max temperature. Right. Exactly. Because. I like it. Screw the environment, right? We're going to burn our electricity. Right. So we have that. And what I did is I built you in the wall of the tub. I built you a a, recessed television. television. So you're watching this show in your hot soaking tub. in my soaking tub. And I'm in the other room. After I cooked in the kitchen all day. I sync up the audio and we watch it together. Right. um, At the same time. Right. In, but in separate rooms. So we're right. talking. I don't even know where I'm headed. But we have an ensuite bedroom. So it's... it's. It sounds fancier than it is. It's the uh, like the bathroom, bedroom. There's no doors. It's just a semicircle that continues on either side of the bed. It means when you... What an ensuite bathroom means, for those of you who don't know, is that if you poop in the bathroom, somebody in the bed could still smell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what an ensuite bathroom really means. It seems popular in Texas, at least in this neighborhood. So we everybody watching, has one. So we're watching this at the same time, yeah. but in different rooms. So we and, can talk, right, about the show while our synced televisions are playing at the same time, right. So we kind of talked about this: the difference between is there a difference between an ex-boyfriend and an ex-husband in this scenario? And you seem to say no, there was. It didn't matter. No, because for her. She's been in an intimate relationship with this guy. So this, I don't know how long term it was, but I mean, the pictures that 
they showed of them on the beach together looked pretty intimate. So, you know, they've been in that kind of relationship. Mm. So really, what's the difference? I mean, they they know each other in a carnal sort of way, shall we say. So I think there is no difference between this ex being an ex-boyfriend or an ex-husband. Yeah, so is there... The line's been crossed. This person has had your now wife, mm. let's just say. I don't sounds be, vulgar yeah, I don't in be, some weird way. Had. Yeah, I don't want to be bad. But that's I the, don't know the bottom that, line. that I like your tone I'm about just saying, had from, your wife. From his perspective, this crosses a line. And I... So it's his as his wife, I would want to respect that. So let's reverse that, and I think you. So your position would be the same reversed. Yes. So it's not a man woman thing. It's a intimate, respectful of your spouse and their feelings about this issue. I would love to sit down with like your ex, and then just whatever. That, would that be great. is so cringeworthy for me. Really. I don't know what I would say. I want to have a similar I would feel conversation. So, I, you know, I thought about it because he lives like in this town. Right. Which is bizarre because we could have moved anywhere and you brought me here where he moved to when we broke up. Mm. So, you know, I've thought what would happen if I ran into him somewhere. I would, if y'all were in the same room, I would feel so gross. Mm. Because of the intimacy. Because thing. of the intimacy. Hmm. Because I know you Danielle both in the same this, way, and that's disgusting. Danielle <laughs> that doesn't have this happen. problem. Right. But you wouldn't go past that? At no point would you get past that? I mean, I, I guess— would feel, I would feel so uncomfortable. My, our experiences are different, and I guess we won't get too personal right. into our personal podcast thing. But right. I guess I don't have the same types of issues that you have right. with that. Right. Just I lived with this person for almost four years. Right. So this is a long-term relationship. But maybe that's different than a boyfriend. I don't know. I don't know the difference. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I um, mean, you've been in the room with him before because we still lived together when you and I met. Sure. So y'all have been around each other. Right. Y'all know each other. You might even recognize each other, I would imagine. It would just be real awkward. Even it would be awkward. Would, you, would it be a remember when? If it goes, if you're in that scenario, like Danielle, her boyfriend, and Johan are together, and it gets into the you remember when thing, that's where I don't yeah. think anything needs to be. Yeah. That That's where it becomes, I think, weird and awkward, yeah. right? That's the line? Just the thought of now, like all of us being together, chummy, I feel like I want to throw up. <laughs> It's kind of it's cringy. I would for have me. zero problem if the two of you met up in some way, and maybe that's because we've been married for twenty eight years. Sure, I would have zero. I, We're I would completely comfortable I would have in no our problem. relationship. The issue would be is you would invite me, but you wouldn't also. I know that you wouldn't do that without me. Right. Exactly. Just like my shopping friend inviting me to lunch, and I'm like, eh, I'm trying to back out. Uh, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta pick somebody up. Whatever. And you were like, go ahead. And I'm like, and I feel so uncomfortable because I just don't like to put myself in a situation that's even where I could give somebody the wrong idea, sure, or somebody else could perceive it as inappropriate in some way. Like I just always think about those things, mm. and that would bother me. And maybe that explains our position a little bit on. Nicole and Mahmoud a little bit, right? Because maybe we're not coming at it. Maybe more people have other friends, guy friends, girlfriends, 
Maybe well, we're I have in- guy friends. No, I mean just in general, like day to day. I think we're talking about you know people that you would see all the time. Like, you don't hang out with guys. Yeah, not, not commonly, no. But not, I mean, I have had guy friends that have come around. We've yeah. been to dinner with and stuff when we lived in Virginia. When we were first married and didn't have children. Um, it was a long, just so you, if you understand, it was a long time ago. Long time ago, pre-kids. It seems like yesterday, but it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, like, It was know, 20. Troy, you remember Troy. 23 years Somebody ago. Somebody I knew from high school. 23. I still keep in touch with, I actually. It. But um, twenty three years ago. Yeah, it's not yesterday. No, it's not. Right. But you know, I've had guy friends like that that have come around, and hung out with us. We've gone out to dinner and whatever. Um, and I but, send, but look, I don't generally. I send do shirtless that. pictures of me and my towel to all sorts <laughs> of people. Anybody who wants it, right? I felt bugged a little bit when your ex girlfriend sent you a letter. But, but I still loved your reaction 25 to 25 years. But that's still a part of it, right? That's yeah. a part of how we handle things for not necessarily each for each other. Yeah. But that Danielle should take Johan's account. Yes. And exactly. he says and that's will, my point. He says there will be consequences. And she goes, Well, what are they? And that's the line there. Yeah. I think if you're trying to figure out She's what's, trying to weigh what's my punishment. Is it worth the be? consequence? That's crap. I mean, yeah, it's just crap, crap right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. That's why I have a problem with this whole conversation they're having is she should just respect that it makes him uncomfortable. That's her husband. They're in a committed relationship. Mm. What he thinks about it matters. matters. And it should matter more to her than a f- friendship with someone that she's been intimate with in the past. Mm. I get that she's saying, you know, we're just friends. But there's a way, there's still a way to do this. There's still a way to do that, right. There's a way. And she could probably make him comfortable with it over time with conversations maybe they have rather than, oh, he's here, let's get together. Immediately, like just throwing him in it. would be that your friend... Has a woman with him. Yes, that would be more comfortable. Like my ex once said uh, when he met someone that he ended up marrying. I think they're divorced now, but at the the time, (laughs) which doesn't surprise me. (laughs) But at the time, he um, wrote me a letter kind of years later. um, Not sure I remember this. Yeah, you read. Okay, He wrote me from Texas. And said that he'd met this person, how they met at work, that she was going through separation, and then they got divorced and they got married. He was dating her while she was still married, technically. And winner. He, he said that technically they, they got they were getting married. If you use technically in your whatever <laughs> exclamation of how yeah. you're together. Well, you know how I feel about that. Technically. <laughs> But he said that he visits in Virginia. You know, he had a property there. I think he eventually sold it to his friend who was a tenant. But he said, you know, he comes back to visit friends from the shipyard and whatever. And it would be that he was sorry for the past because he treated me like crap. And that he was in a better place now in a good relationship. And he said, maybe if I'm in town... If we're there visiting, maybe the four of us, because he knows you too, could get together and mm. have dinner or something. 
I'm taller than he is. <laughs> right? He was a small guy, too. Yeah, I'm tall. So I'm massive. Um, and he was much balder, also. Well, you know. <laughs> At an early age. So, you know. But, um, so there was him. that. How did you feel about that? I don't even remember it. It's gone. It's come and gone. Yeah. Right? I mean, you remember it, but I yeah, don't. I remember. I, I discounted it. I remember it. because it's the only time sure. he ever admitted any fault. You would remember in his that. his behavior. And, and, uh, yeah. You know, for me, I, I, it, it's not even a recollection of mine that yeah. we even had that conversation. Right. I don't weigh anything into it. I would do whatever you needed me to do. If you wanted to do that, I would do that. It doesn't yeah. bother me, I think, in any way. So I remember thinking how weird that would, would I have be. to beat him up uh no I okay mean, that's good enough years have passed what it is just is, the fact that i'm pretty sure he's divorced now is what enough. i would want <laughs> is that we would have certain key words yeah that we would use uh-huh. it would be so there'd be a word you'd say like rumpelstiltskin and i would know <laughs> that i need to invite him outside <laughs> And it was on. Well, after like, this many right. years, we've had enough talk therapy in our podcasts about this topic that you know how I feel about this person. Well, it would just be a matter of, am I supposed to do something here? Yeah. And maybe that would be it. If you just give me the nod and I go, okay, it's on. Well, I've told you at this point, it's more about, uh, you know, the fact that we're still married and happy and laughing and having a good time after 28 Tw- sure. going on 29 well, years and he's not <laughs> right well, i realize i'm not like i've had some what i don't the nice thing is is like i've had some actual it's been a long time but i've had some actual hand-to-hand combat training right? yeah but all the it's sad because all the hand-to-hand combat training i have is like up close personal uh-huh. Uh-huh. like hand-to-hand like somebody has their hands on you uh-huh well you know for a guy my size what you don't want <laughs> Is, is somebody to have their hands on me. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty good with a guy my size, hand to hand. I think it would still all kick in. What you find in that scenario is the one who is calm uh-huh. is the one who generally wins. Uh-huh. So if you stay calm in that scenario. And for me, probably in better shape than this guy. <laughs> so I, the longer it lasts, the better it would it would be for me. So. As I'm stalking people. <laughs> so I don't think Johan has any – this guy – I did a little bit of research on – they mentioned this guy's name in basketball. He can't be the size of Johan. No, he's not. So he's yeah. a big dude, right? So right. I found Danielle's boyfriend mm-hmm. because they showed a picture of him. He said mm-hmm. he was in basketball. Was, I forget the name. It was a unique name. And I found it and I just found him. He went to some junior college. You know, he's just – you know, he's just a basketball player. Regular right? dude. Yeah, he's just – but – I mean, don't get me wrong. He's massive compared to me. Right. I mean, he's 6'2", something like that, right? right? Yeah. But he's not Johan. No. Yeah, that's what he's not. So Johan doesn't anything to worry about. And we know from the previews that I guess Johan just he's, puts it he, out on the table. His parts are bigger, too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, that so matters. So I apologize. I can't believe he blurted that out. He must well, have just really wanted to just show this guy up but she must have been mortified at that well it says a little bit about danielle too i mean Mm -hmm. she's obviously made it as a a important thing for her Uh so and it's been a part if you didn't watch the caribbean show but that was a big part of the caribbean show Mm. right did he it was like a table leg or something like that so sadly this is where we end this podcast (laughs) 
So we will have. We do try to keep it PG, but you know Danielle, she just brings it. It's been tough this time. I think we've been as risque as we're going to get. Yeah. So I'm not checking the box, but we're on the line. Oh, All right, this is I'm blushing line. over here. I don't think anybody I'm checks. I'm the color of my pajamas right now. I don't right think now. anybody checks that box. So <laughs> we welcome you if you into, I guess, this is our bedroom. We're recording in our bedroom. <laughs> this is where it happens. Or nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> where I go to our daughter's former bedroom to sleep because you're snowing. <laughs> I don't like your tone. Thank you for listening. You can listen to additional episodes by subscribing to our Coupled with Chaos channel on Apple, by subscribing to our Patreon, or by subscribing to our Supercast for $3.99 a month, where you can hear us talk about reality shows, real life, and more on our podcasts, covering shows airing on TLC, A&E, Bravo, and the WE Network. Just follow the instructions in the show notes, tell your friends about this podcast, and rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. Follow us at Coupled with Chaos on all the socials or contact us directly by email at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com.